remember when the world was normal? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <Nope>. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the strangest episode of the film room ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's man. just there's there's no other word for it. This is the weirdest episode we've ever done because it's the weirdest topic we've ever had. To quote, to quote Hamilton, the world turned upside down. It absolutely did. This is our mm -hmm. life during quarantine episode. Yes. And I suspect this is part one of several. Probably. And uh, I, I I guess I didn't know that they had already like filmed the Parks and Rec special. Yeah. When yeah. did they when did they have the time? It, I don't know. And when did they have the time to write it? I mean, that's such a topical subject. It's so crazy. So it's airing tomorrow to put yeah, a timestamp on this. Yeah, tomorrow we will get a return to Pawnee, which I'm mm -hmm. I'm all for. I'm all for. I'm looking forward to revisiting these characters. We're dealing with a, a, a moment in world history that's just unprecedented. Um, yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Movies in 2020 are officially a lost. It's a lost cause. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Like, some are planning on reopening later this year, but I don't know. I don't. I I I don't think you're going to see movie theaters. I don't think you're going to see a major film release in 2020. No, I know that um, that uh, around this time, Artemis Fowl was supposed to come out, and that's a directed Disney Plus now. That's directed Disney Plus. Uh, mm -hmm. Black Widow was supposed to come out on Friday. It yes. is tentatively set for November. I don't yeah. see that. I I, I just I no. actually think I what I. Here's going to be a fun thing that I can say, and we can all get this completely wrong. Mm -hmm. I suspect, um, at bare minimum, New Mutants, they are going to find a way to get that on streaming. Yeah, because... <laughs> Very that, easy. Yeah, that was... That came out on the day that... Uh, or that was supposed to come out on the day that the theater shut down. Yeah. Like, that the country effectively shut down the 13th of March. And I just remember seeing a thing about it that said uh, that showed the release date from the trailer and saying, "Wow, this movie is cursed." It is, and the, the sad <laughs> part is, apparently, it's pretty damn good from what I've been hearing. Yeah, apparently, this version. Uh, well, no, here's the crazy thing: we uh -huh. it actually did not get recut. It, it didn't get re no because of all the delays. Mm. They never got around to. Sh they never got the time to reshoot it, and. Uh -huh. By all accounts, yeah, at this point, the cast is too old to possibly uh -huh. pull off the reshoots. And right. so, ironically, because of all the delays, we're getting the director's cut. When we, awesome. eventually, when we eventually get it. When we eventually get it, yeah. Because I, I, knew, I, I knew that was riddled with, like, they were going to reshoot it, but I didn't know they never got around to it. Yeah, they they actually never got around to reshooting yeah. it and yeah. because of the actors all being super busy. Yeah, and they talked about... Uh, I remember they had talked at one point about uh, them removing all the X-Men references and uh, just just scrubbing it clean. And now I guess it's it's they put all that back in. I I, I no one knows. I mean, we will, mm -hmm. I really think we'll see it by the end of summer. I think it'll go. I think the my understanding is that the issue is the streaming rights were supposed to go to HBO. Oh, my guess is Disney's gonna Disney's gonna buy them out. Disney uh -huh. buy them out. I think Disney yeah. will buy them out, and it'll go and it'll go to video. Of course, we do know a number. Of, of course, that's one thing that we have seen is a lot of movies shot went shot to video really fast. Oh yeah, movies that were playing. Onward, uh, 
Birds yes. of Prey, um, Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and one Troll. of those, I, Trolls. Trolls, yeah. of course, was the uh, test of can you do a straight-to-video release and have it be profitable, yeah. and Universal found it immensely successful. Oh, good. Yeah, I yeah think, well, that's... I think you're yeah. going to see a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And and you know about the uh, AMC and Regal, who is it? Uh, threatening uh, to mm-hmm. not show Universal films that um, they continue AMC, to do you're going to be in bankruptcy court by the end of the month, probably. Mm-hmm. So, not, yeah, to, that's... not listening to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... Also, also, it's a super hollow threat to say, nope, we won't play Fast and the Furious, uh, Minions, or Jurassic World. Exactly. You mean the you mean the films that are going to make you bank? You're not going to yeah. play those, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, they can literally take their business elsewhere. Guess I'll <laughs> die. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the movies I mentioned, I will actually be discussing later in the cast. I'm happy to say. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got because that's the thing. We're going to be spending, we're going to be spending this cast again. Partially, I do want to talk about the bizarre state that we're in. I mean, when you've got this drought of content, you mm-hmm. have to watch what you have accessible. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about the unbelievably weird stuff that we've been watching in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And speaking for myself, I have been watching some of the weirdest films of. My entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. seriously, I the, the the when I looked listed all the films that I watched during quarantine on Twitter, only mm-hmm. one of them made sense. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of them were riff tracks. Let's be fair, right? But but very few of them were you know good movies. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. or at least conventionally good movies. So we've got a lot of fun weird movies that we're going to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just kind of all go around the horn. Albert, why don't you kick things off and tell me, what have you watched during quarantine? Just recently, uh, I watched Parasite because it it uh, it landed on Hulu like so not I've too not long seen ago. It, though I know, Zephyr, you have. So. Yeah, it's, yes. that's, that's one bad thing. Uh, it's hard to talk about without spoilers. But yeah, I mean, best yes, but yes. Parasite rightfully deserved mm-hmm. a best picture. Oh, it absolutely did. And I and think it's, I, I will say that it's like, you know, roughly what it's about, right, Austin? Yes. Yeah. Like, I will say it's apt right now. It's very apt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suspect so. Bong Joon-ho, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love that he referred to the Oscars as a regional film festival. Uh, uh, and yeah, their way of fighting it was to give him four awards. <laughs> like that's, that's what funny. you think about us? Here, we're gonna name you best director. <laughs> what? What? And and here's what best screenplay. But it is technically a regional. <laughs> oh, uh, it is. Those it really is. Yeah, it is. They... If we have if we have a best international film category, exactly. Which again, I want to point out was won by Parasite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for those that are curious, that has never happened before. Films have always been eligible for both, uh-huh. but never won both. Mm-hmm. And that happened this year. That's kind of amazing. I have a theory, though, as to why I think Parasite snuck through, was mm-hmm. they had an abbreviated Oscar season this year. 
Yeah. And I think that everyone had to vote fast and you just voted with your impulse. And so mm-hmm. instead of there being time for a narrative to build, which probably would have been a bit in 1917, uh-huh. they had to vote with, well, what did I like the most? What movie did I actually sincerely enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. Because I know very few people that didn't have Parasite either at the top or in their top three. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's what, I think that's what made it happen. So I'll, I'm sorry. I'll, I, since I haven't seen it, I'll get back to letting y'all talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. Was, like, with what happens in Parasite in regards to like class struggle and yeah and everything that occurs in Parasite it mm-hmm. it was just done so well and my my mind was mm-hmm. thoroughly pleased with what I was watching and mm-hmm. I kind of just want to live in that house just because. <laughs> The the rich house, yeah, the rich house. It's a very it's a very crazy house. Then that's the job that then that's son's job was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for all the for all the shit that happens in it during the film. <laughs> yeah. Like it goes like I didn't know what to expect. Like the trailers were like what I don't understand like what's going on here, uh, but. Like or even two. like the like the poster and how like the mm-hmm. poster has all of their faces censored. Yeah, which uh, looking at it now, having seen the film, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hmm, it's it's a film with a lot of things to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, this like, is this yeah. is a film that will be rightfully talked about once the ten year anniversary hits and yeah. it's yeah. supposed to be like right now it's in the pipeline for a criterion release Good. later year it better like it and it's funny because uh because that's what's happening right now 10 years down the line will be a very different world yeah <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens even then like as yeah. far as how it's remembered and how it's like this is I won't even say ahead of its time because it's not. Uh, like it's it's relevant right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been relevant. It for, just make it more relevant. It just make it more relevant. Yeah. So I mean, and it's I, a, it's a classic struggle <laughs> they're depicting, but just like it's apt. <laughs> I want to take that moment because y'all said you you mentioned that about things being different. And ask, how has everybody's lives been upended by this? That's something we should we should have probably opened with that. Uh, True. Yeah, kind of a where are we right now kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's vital say, context. Yeah. It's it's kind of tough to be Like, I haven't seen my family for a month or so. Uh, like, I haven't seen some of my friends. Like, if I didn't, like, an update, life update for me, I live with my girlfriend now. Um and uh i'm glad i made that decision because yeah. uh, i would i would be living alone at this time and not being able to see anybody so um but yes. ever, how are things going for you uh well i pretty much don't have a job anymore because mm-hmm. well the factory that i work in we make non-essential products yeah highly non-essential products 
<laughs> and um, nobody needs a fucking hot tub in the middle of a pandemic. So no, no. <laughs> See, I'm in an interesting situation that y'all talk about because you're talking about who's essential. I work mm -hmm. for a newspaper. Mm-hmm. We're pretty damn essential. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, I've had zero income at all. Like, no mm -hmm. unemployment. I'm still waiting on my refunds mm -hmm. and stimulus checks. Yeah. Oh lord. So I've pretty much been living solely off my partner's income, which mm -hmm. he is deemed essential. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much every single day is wake up, knock a movie out, burn mm -hmm. two hours of Animal Crossing. Oh, hell yeah. Take a yeah. two-hour nap, mm -hmm. knock out another movie, have mm -hmm. dinner, yeah. um, yeah. derp about on Discord, and then go to bed, rinse, repeat. Right. Yeah, And this has been going on for a month and a half for me because I actually took the, uh, I took the stance and decided to self-isolate early. Right. Mm -hmm. Much to the chagrin of management in the factory, but mm -hmm. my you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh I am working from home. Mm-hmm. And that's my situation. Uh so let's get back to the movies. Um so Albert, what else have you watched? What else have I watched? Uh well saw a movie um well, I saw Birds of Prey. Uh let's let's hold that one because I'm I wanna talk that about one? that one. So let's hold that okay. one. I don't want to talk about that well, one. Well I, I watched uh one that actually has an interesting story behind it. Because uh, Tab, my girlfriend, uh, told me a story where she had, like, this nightmare. Uh, like, I think it was, I think she said it was recurring? But it was about these these living vines that, like, took over mm -hmm. the world, like, slowly. And, uh, like, just kind of, just kind of, like, absorbed people. And then she saw a movie... Uh, 2008 movie called The Ruins. The Ruins. The Ruins. Yes. I knew this is where this is going. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she, she, she saw it and said, "That's that's my nightmare." Mm -hmm. <laughs> they made a movie of it. Oh my god! So she showed it to me, and uh, then I promptly had nightmares. <laughs> well, not Creepy. really, but but yeah, it it's one that stuck with me, and yeah, you just think about it and go. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. It, yes. It probably so, sounds a hell of a lot better than a uh, Day of the Triffids, which I watched. Uh -huh. Holy hell, was that boring! What's it? It has an age. Well, Day of the uh, Triffids. Yeah, the Day of the Triffids. It's one of the films mentioned in the science fiction double feature in, in a Rocky Horror. Ah. Yeah. In in that song. Yeah, in that song. Nice. It it's. Yeah, it's pretty much vines coming to life and causing mm. everyone to go blind, which oh would make for an interesting premise, but the execution is just so plain. Yeah. It it's bad. Like uh. like not 
bad in a good sense. It's just right. bad as in boring to look at. It's it's yep. it's it's medi it's thoroughly mediocre. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. that's fine. That's worse. Yeah, that's the worst. That's worse than bad because yeah. at least bad is interesting. I've got one of those coming up, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh, got a, a bad or mediocre coming? Mediocre. Mediocre. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, I, I the ruins is it's good and creepy. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, it what, is. What else have you seen? What else have I seen? Um. Oh, let's see. We've been watching a lot of TV. Uh, we finished. Like we're going through Archer right now because I'm mm-hmm. behind. And uh, oh gosh, what else? I guess the Good Place was before, like ended before all this. Yeah, yeah. like about a month before, about two months before. Uh, I have to look here. But oh yeah, we're watching Disenchantment. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're very good there. Oh yeah. Uh, building up to season two, watched uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Yes, that is Blessing. a lot of fun. And I won't say totally kid appropriate, but no, there is a <laughs> it. It does get heavy mm-hmm. quite a few times, and he's gonna sit there and go hold up, right. Oh yeah, the, uh, another thing we watched is Tiger King. Yep, yeah, seen the Tiger King. Tiger King's good and weird. <laughs> it is. It just it, gets. It adds it, on to the crazy. Tiger King. Mm-hmm. It. It. It will be remembered just of being part of the zeitgeist of mm-hmm. COVID nineteen cinema, but I. Mm-hmm. I just find. A couple of issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, it wasn't until after the docu series was released that mm-hmm. it was announced that they that the documentary had misgendered of yes. yeah one of the uh, one of the subjects for the entire thing, and it and wasn't I... discussed until the follow up special with Joel McHale. Yeah, exactly. And that's just. Bad ethics and filmmaking, mm. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agree. Like even if she uh, wasn't, sorry, he, excuse me, <laughs> even yes, if he was, you just misspoke. Oh, I did totally. But anyway, even if uh, he wasn't necessarily bothered by it, but um, like you said, it's still kind of one of those. Mm. <laughs> Maybe don't. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this Tiger King will be one of, it. it's going to be a decade-defining piece so. of media. <laughs> it will. But anyway, yeah, I agree, and I think it, I think it also sums up so precisely this moment of true crime television that we're in, these long-form true crime works. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how they can be either, you know, as kind of blissfully sleazy as that one was, or... Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen O.J. Made in America? I... <sighs> no. The FX... I, uh, it, I've gone through part ESPN. one. 
I still need to go through the rest of it. I have it. I mean, first of all, make no mistake, it is as definitive a case that he killed that woman as you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 when you're done, there's no doubt in your mind, yeah, he murdered her. Oh, he murdered Lord. them. He murdered them. It is a study of O.J. Simpson as a person that mm-hmm. before before he even lays a hand on Nicole, you will mm-hmm. hate him so much, you mm. will despise him. And mm. then it gets worse. Uh, it's brilliant. And it's classy oh, is the point. It's, it's a classy work. I, good. It won so many awards and I cannot recommend it enough. It is, it's, it's, no, it's, it's. No, this is, uh, is this the one that was the, uh, dramatization? Documentary. No. Oh, it's a documentary. Okay. No, the dramatization is fantastic. Dramatization too, was, uh, American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson, which is, that's right. It's also good fantastic. In that you finally get to see Cuba Gooding Jr. act again. Mm-hmm. And he's great. Oh, yeah. But everybody mm-hmm. in it's amazing. Um, Sarah Paulson won, again, every award under the sun for playing Marsha Clark. I think mm-hmm. it's really telling about her performance. Mm-hmm. It's okay, baby. It's really telling about her performance that when she went to Emmys, Clark was her uh, companion. Mm-hmm. That That was her approach to playing Marsha Clark was... She wanted to redeem her. She wanted, and I think that's happened. I think these two works have really redeemed Clark and said, look, you know, she mm-hmm. was in a bad situation. This jury was going to vote to acquit him no matter what. Yeah. And, and, and it looks at how Christopher Darden just screwed things up horribly. Oof. Yeah. Make, make no mistake about that. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. Um, I have, yeah. I have a couple more. Yeah, please do. Uh, You've got a lot to cover. Oh yeah, they're both on Hulu. One that uh, is currently happening now. Uh, what we do in the shadows, season two is airing. Are great on that. Oh, it's wonderful. Like the first season, you just have to get through like the first couple episodes, and it gets better and better. And. uh uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement are very involved. Uh, Good. Like, Taika Waititi directs several episodes. And, uh, the original cast even appears, uh, in, in one of them. It's really great. Does he ever sleep? Does who, Taika Waititi? I do not know. I don't think he does. Cause I, yeah, I, I highly doubt it. It's one thing that I think is kind of worth spoiling the joke a little bit, just because it's so joyous. Uh, they go, they go before, there's an episode where they go before the Vampire Council, and it's just all these, all these famous people playing themselves, um, and, uh, the, the link is they've all played vampires in a movie somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, and Wesley Snipes is Skyping in, uh, uh, because he's a daywalker, and he has the sunshine behind him. It's great. Perfect. Perfect. It's great. And that's where the that's where the original cast shows up. It's like, hey, it's them. So anyway, so yeah, it's it's a great show. I highly recommend. It's funny. Uh, and the other one that I'm currently uh, making my way through is Mrs. America. Uh yeah, doing uh, doing a Phyllis Schlafly story. Is... Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. I have uh, a small story tied to that one. Uh, in. Or the early 2000s, when the ERA was coming up again in Missouri, mm-hmm. 
my dad actually testified for it. Like mm-hmm. he te- he testified as a minister, like as a, as a public figure, uh, specifically as a minister. He even sent me when I mentioned it. Uh, he even sent me the the uh, uh, like his testimony, and he's I remember him talking about like I remember him doing that for one, and, and for a second I remember him talking about the fact that Phil Schlafly was there, <laughs> testifying for the other side, and his reaction was pretty much whoa. First of all, what's what's she doing here? Like, obviously, you know, she's there for obvious reasons. And second of all, she's still alive. I don't know if she is anymore, but... She is, unfortunately, still alive. Ah. (laughs) So... Incredibly. But, yeah. So, my dad got to go head-to-head with Phyllis Schlafly. (laughs) That's badass. That's badass. Right? Uh, I know, right? So, that's that's 100%. Well, not 100%. I'm interested in the subject material, too. But, uh... That is about 50% of my interest in that show. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So anyway, that's, those are all my yeah. major watches. So, Zephyr, mm-hmm. what have you watched? Because I, you probably have some of the longest list. Uh, yeah, I'm currently <clears throat> at 170 entries. Oh, wow. So let's just hit some high points. You've had yes. nothing but time. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, high points. Knives out. Yes. Brian Johnson. AKA the Still last need to watch. Still need to watch now. Oh yeah. AKA the last movie that I saw in theaters until a while. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh mm. The Lighthouse. Hmm. Yeah. on, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um My Friend Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a really nice take on the uh, graphic novel. Yeah, I've heard and, that. And, like, you don't see Dahmer doing what he does. It's, right. It's more of the events and social life, or lack thereof, yeah. leading up to that. Which, that's a rich mm. story right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Other highlights. Uh, good golly. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Amazing. Selma, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice, slow burn, queer story on Hulu. Just, just something that I needed. Uh, Parasite, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. Uh, and then... Let's let's see. I I did watch the uh, Waco <clears throat> miniseries that's on Netflix right now. I need I need to watch mm-hmm. that. It's <clears throat> it's decent. Yeah, you, it's kind of it's kind of a hard story though to tell because there's no way to make that entertaining, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's just too depressing to be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Death Race two thousand. Ah, Paul Bertel. Yes. Yes. Watched a little bit of uh, his work lately, like some of his shorts. I've been meaning to uh, revisit Eating Raul. Yep. And then his great cameo appearance in Chopping Mall. Hey, Lola, baby, stay in here. Yeah, um, which I watched Chopping Mall. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have some words about shopping mall later on in the cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. some very pleasant words actually. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one other highlight was uh, Melancholia. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Bart von Trier. Yes, a hard hitting von Trier, but not as intense like Antichrist or yeah. Nymphomaniac one and two. Ooh. Uh, and then uh, Bill Plimpton's "I Married a Strange Person," which mm-hmm. it's him delving into a little bit of Cronenberg. Cool. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, as well as uh, the uh, Netflix documentary uh, "Crypt Camp," which hmm. it's. It's essential viewing, basically, for uh, disability activists and the steps yeah. it took to <laughs> get the ADA pretty much started and established because mm-hmm. we still have a long way to go on that. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the clean flicks. A documentary <laughs> on the uh, the sanitizing of movies for Mormons, and that was a ride. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate, yeah, that... or, or, excuse me, I do apologize for the background noise. Yeah, Room. I understand. Yeah, a um, more going outside. For those yeah. that don't know, the story uh, th- that's the one where the story of the guy that ran it goes pretty crazy, right? Yeah. 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 Real damn dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, we've watched, we've watched a couple Clean Flicks movies, haven't we? No, that's Pure Flicks that you're thinking of. Pure Flicks. I am thinking of Pure Flicks. Yeah. Frustratingly, okay. the guy behind Pure Flicks is... Not only is <laughs> he not known to be anything crazy or sleazy, he's actually the best thing in uh, Pure Flicks <laughs> movies I've seen, so go figure. Yeah, that's the that's uh, Pastor Bro, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Bro Thought Pastor, so. Bro Pastor. Yep, he's he's. I hate to say it, he's pretty good in those. He's pretty likable. <laughs> he's pretty charming. Mm-hmm. He's got presence. Um, but yeah. Um, so you, so those sound like a lot of high points. Mm-hmm. I have a eerie feeling that you, that the low points are going to be pretty low. Yeah. Uh, ABCs of Death one and two. Mm-hmm. Out you know, of all of those, there were maybe like five good shorts. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, I've had a better hit count on the Beavis and Butthead DVDs. Yeah. Actually, that's actually that's not fair because the hit count on those is like ninety five percent. Uh huh. Uh. Birdemic 2, The Resurrection. Oh, boy. We've, we've covered that on this cast. It is shit. I want to... It absolutely I want to, Yeah, uh, one thing I do want to ask, because I'm curious, because the service that uh, we purchased it off of for the purposes of viewing it uh, no longer exists. So where does it exist now? Tubi. 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 Oh, it's on Tubi. Okay, perfect. For free, I assume. Yes, uh, everything on Tubi is free. 
which yes. is how I'm getting most. They have of a ton of riff tracks on there, and y'all, oh, good, watch them, watch them, yes, watch yes. them, watch them. They're so good. Tubi. I watched Fun in Balloonland that way. Tubi is a godsend. I need mm-hmm. to go on there and finish uh, uh, part two of Going Postal. So, yeah, so, yeah, the ABC of Death, uh, and, yeah, Birdemic 2, Birdemic 2 is just, Birdemic 2 is what happens when, when someone gets in on a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's not fun. It is it really not is. fun when someone is in on a joke. No, I mean, you can do that right, but, yeah, uh, he just missed the mark. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, yeah. I think to be in on the joke properly, mm-hmm. you need to not really be in on it, is what I'm saying. Like, Right. Uh, again, I'm always citing best worst movies, but watching how the people associated with that movie are mm-hmm. kind of in on it and kind mm-hmm. of completely not is fascinating. Yeah. Um, I still I, I still think that's probably one of the best movies in the last decade, really, in my book. Absolutely. No, I've seen I've seen that movie more than I actually have uh, Troll Two. Well that's not hard to do because that movie's no. actually really good. Um Oh I yeah, I I'd love to throw a best worst movie on just as a feel good. It's just a comfort movie. It's it's a comfort movie because it's about nice people who uh-huh. are fun to watch. Uh yeah. But yeah, so what else have you watched? What other little points? Because, yeah, Birdemic 2 is just... It's the same mm-hmm. movie on repeat, except worse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, going happy. back to uh, ABCs of Death, uh, uh, there was a, a guy a few grades ahead of me at my college who submitted a short to be included in the second one. But it didn't get in. However, yeah. it did make it into the third installment, which is a Vimeo exclusive video on demand. Oh, that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not three, 2.5. I see. Yeah. So. Two, so is 2.5 like a director's cut or. I, that's just it. I haven't seen 2.5 except for the short that he submitted. Ah. Well, thing. Yeah. I think my issue with with those kinds of anthologies is they're all just one joke. Hmm. Over and over again. Yeah. And that's uh, not fun. Brats. I fucking watch Brats. <laughs> oh, how did that go for you? It gave me one of the best lines of dialogue that I've heard in a while, and that is you don't sound like a deaf person. Oh. Oh, yes. wow. Imagine putting that in a movie oh. in our lifetimes. That's yes. pretty offensive. I yeah, see. I got the opening credits in Pink Comic Sans. You have John Voight as the principal. You have the Asian girl being good at science. You have all the stereotypes. Mm. I'm, I'm and say... Tom Hanks' son mm-hmm. learning with a couple of girls in very creepy ways. And he was young then. Colin? Uh, no, uh, Chet. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I do apologize for the dog bark in the background. Yeah, no, Colin mostly keeps to quiet, nice character work and is, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't embarrass his dad. Chet, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I did not know about Tom Hanks' other son. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look him up. He's he's interesting. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, I watched uh, Bakshi's uh, Cool World. <laughs> I've seen that abortion. <laughs> oh. I'm so imagine, sorry. Can I just tell you someone that uh, one of the actors, hell, two of the actors in it, are going to win Oscars eventually. Mm-hmm. They think you were lying. God, have we have we covered that film on here? No, let's make a point. You know what? Let's 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 just right here and now. Let's agree we're going to. It's yeah, on because TV. all three because Albert Hall, you've TV. seen it. Oh, I've seen it. Oh yes. Let's cover it. Let's cover it because I hate it. Um, it. Oh man! Holy fuck! Was that? Like, I keep going back to this point. It tries to be adult Roger Rabbit and winds up being mm-hmm. so much more juvenile than Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. You know, Roger Rabbit was like, really adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. Jessica Rabbit, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. It had an allegory for the cotton club, for the love of God. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, was that movie throwing fists and just <laughs> insane. And, I mean, we've, we've covered Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's not exactly a hot take to say it is kind of a great film. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another thing. All right, these, all right, Cool World came out four years after Roger Rabbit. The special effects are so much worse. Mm-hmm. They they really are. Some of the rotoscoping is just bad. There's yeah. There are some shots where there are zero focal points. Mm-hmm. Um, the set design. What what fresh hell was that? The only good thing about it is the soundtrack. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. great soundtrack. A great soundtrack, which technically doesn't exactly make sense if. This place existed within the confines of after, what was it, World War II or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have like Thompson twins and Moby and Bowie in yes. there, and it's like, oof. yeah. Uh, you, you know, you want a movie from 1992 that had a good soundtrack, and you know, you could also watch a good movie with it. You could watch Wayne's World. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm getting to Mike Myers. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Mike Myers. You covered that ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Curse of the Queer Wolf and The Gay Bed and Breakfast of Terror, both of which sound like really bad challenges on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I've, man. Let me tell you where I saw Curse of the Queer Wolf. Oh. Because you're going you're gonna to smurf and love this. No, mm-hmm. do tell. I saw it at a truck stop in Russellville, Arkansas. I saw a DVD for it at a uh-huh. truck stop. I am just picturing some trucker picking that up 
<laughs> and then promptly throwing the DVD out in rage. Oh, man. Like, the premises alone aren't bad, and if they were given to, like, a more competent director and maybe tweaked the script a bit, they'd be, like, some loving gay satire or whatever, but that's not the case. Because with yeah. Curse of the Queer Wolf, you have a Fagsorcist sequence. Oh. And oh. the film conflates gayness with transvestism, which is not the case, never mm-hmm. was the case, but oh it is God. in this movie. Was this mm. movie made at the same time as Reefer Madness? Here's the here's the thing. I okay, so I'm watching this on Tubi and the release date is eighty eight. However, it was it's all redone ADR from the two thousand seven mm. release re release. Mm. So oh, that's pathetic. But Weird. the video quality is absolute shit, so it's just so jarring to look at. Yeah. Why did they why did they ADR the movie? I don't know. Um, and then Gay Bed Bed and Breakfast of Terror is a bunch of like the ugliest like the worst gay stereo gay and lesbian stereotypes you can imagine wind up in this bed and breakfast run by an ultra-religious zealot mother who has a shrine of George Bush Jr. <laughs> I shit you not. Mm-hmm. Satire. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Bury Your Gaze is in full effect here. Bury Your Gaze? Yes. Oh, that's a... Wow. Wow. Yes. Who the hell is this movie for? I don't know. But so, again... Expl- expl- sorry, explain Bury Your Gaze to me. Oh, come on. You don't know the standard stereotype, standard trope that if there's gay characters in the movie, they have to die and die horribly? Oh. Yeah. Oh. The trope yeah. that even good movies are unfortunately mm. caught up in. I love Brokeback Mountain, but it's on that list. It is mm. on that list. Same with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and okay. the first season of Star Trek Discovery. And boy, mm-hmm. did people throw throw a fit over Discovery when that happened. Yeah, let's mm. let, let me just let me just be clear. Buffy the Vampire Slayer has aged about as well as a slice of American cheese in a back seat of a in the you know the back dash of a car on mm-hmm. a hot day. The politics of it are rancid now. Mm. I mean, so I'm not shocked, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I hate that trope. It's kind of why it was amazing to watch Carol, which is set in 19, in the 1950s, and which ends happily, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It has a happy ending. It's not a perfect happy ending, but for the time, it's a pretty freaking happy ending. Carol's a great movie, by the way, y'all. If y'all haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's 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 amazing. It's so great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that's so yeah. So Zephyr, you've more. really been plumbing some depths. I want to hear some more of these. Okay. Cool. In search of the Titanic, this mm-hmm. is a sequel 
to one of the two animated Titanic movies, but it's oh. not the one with the rapping dog. Oh, boy. This is the mm-hmm. one with the octopus that saves everyone from the Titanic. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, but but in this movie, two of the survivors, the talking mice and dog, mm-hmm. uh, submerged themselves for a deep-sea exploration and end up in Atlantis with huh. robot fish, shark gangs... Um, a hooded government figure that is never really explained. Uh, uh, the invention of disco for some reason. Wow. The information that Zephyr is providing uh, should be taken as the views of somebody who has been on a mega dose of quaaludes. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, that okay. is a thing. That wow. is a thing. Imagine um, if, imagine if, uh, <laughs> if stories of the Titanic were treated through time like any other disaster. <laughs> oh, Here's a fun God. story about the Hindenburg. It has oh. talking mice in it. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, I just, it baffled, those, those, those movies baffle me. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the interview. Ah, yes. We now we're t- almost now we're went talking. to war over this. <laughs> like, it's a pretty fluffy and offensive movie, all things considered. It it really is. However, when most of the humor is just gay panic humor and yep. the sequence of using the uh target missile as a butt plug. Yeah. I'm really it, yeah. it's like we're we're still doing this kind of humor in twenty fourteen. Okay. Okay. Cool. You know, if if you want to contrast the the way that the gay panic humor is handled in Pop Star is kind of beautiful by contrast mm-hmm. with the equal rights number. That's you know, I'm not gay, but I, mm-hmm. I I support you know really calling out gay panic as a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'd really watch that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat through the Love Guru. Uh, how did that go? The movie that ended uh, uh, Mike Myers' career. And the director's career, effectively. Oh, jeez, who's the director? Uh, The director, uh, Marco Marco Schnabel, and that was his debut. Oh, I have a story about this film after Zephyr uh, gives her thoughts. Uh Uh-huh. This film makes a very strong case mm-hmm. for uh, capital punishment. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Oh, okay. Just the whole content of the film and dragging down 
far more successful comedians like Colbert and Gaffigan and John Oliver mm-hmm. into this. They're all in it? Yes, yeah. they are. Oh. Yeah. That Colbert's hurts. trying. That's the sad part. Yeah, oh. Colbert is trying. John Oliver still has his mid-2000s haircut. Which mm-hmm. he has made so much fun of on his show, bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, you have uh, Justin Timberlake as the French-Canadian hockey player, nicknamed Lake Hawk because of his ah. presumably because... three-foot penis. Because, ha <laughs> cock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, I've been watching Beavis and Butthead, and they have mm-hmm. less subtle humor, and they have more subtle humor than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh... Like, the CG used to put old Mike Myers' face on a young child was it's far more terrifying mm-hmm. than anything in Cats 2019. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also find the movie like really annoying in that it's so much built around cameos that they didn't have the people to do. Like, you can't build so much of the film around a Celine Dion cameo and not get her. Yeah. Right. Or Oprah. If you can't get these people, don't make the joke. Right. Because that's like mm, a good 90% of you know, the punchline is, oh my god, it's actually them! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will throw this out, because uh, I said I had a story about it. Uh, the co-writer of the film is from my hometown. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, I went to school with his brother. Um, mm. It was well known in town how much he hated the movie. Mm. How much he despised the film. This was entirely Myers' brainchild, and they were, and he was Ooh. just a for hire on it. Oof. You know, mm-hmm. and we're not even going to get into the whole whitewashing thing of this movie. I mean, I know that Myers, Myers' character is canonically white. Um, mm-hmm. Also, what the hell is Ben Kingsley doing in this thing anyway? I really would love to know. Ooh. I, I really would love to know. Kingsley got more dignity playing uh, an alcoholic drug addict in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Or he at least got funny. Mm-hmm. He's, huh. he's, actually, that's not fair. He's a, is he in Iron Man 3? He is. He is so good. When the, when the reveal of his character comes out, it's, it's just beautiful. And it's great because it's Gandhi. Side yes, note, I've is. seen people use Kingsley as an example of whitewashing because he played Gandhi. <laughs> for, the, for the love of God, go to Wikipedia. Please go to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It wasn't whitewashing. No. No. He is mm-hmm. ethnically he is ethnically Indian. He is ethnically Indian. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, so what else have you watched, Zephyr? Because I'm just enjoying listening to these. Uh, please stand by. Mm. Uh, no, 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 next. I'm not even, get, I'm not even getting into this one. Mm. Okay, for for the sake of our listeners here, this was the Dakota Fanning autism movie. Oh. Uh, in which... Mm. 
in which uh, she writes a 400-page script. A, okay, a 400-page script and has to make the journey to Paramount Studios in order to drop it off for the, like, some kind of screenwriting contest to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Where do I even start with everything mm-hmm. with this premise? Um, let, let's talk about the fact that she wrote 400 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any of us remember just even glancing at screenwriting books and what the rule is about time and pa- pages. One page mm-hmm. per minute. One page per minute. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully simple. <laughs> and she wrote 400 pages. Mm-hmm. It's the entire reason screenwriting format has evolved to what it is, because you can give a clear understanding of what you're getting on the page. I'm like, like, and here's the thing. If she's autistic, she's going to know that shit, because uh-huh. people have undoubtedly read a mountain of Star Trek scripts. I have. Mm-hmm. I'm autistic. I like Star Trek. I have. And, and several books on screenwriting, for that matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no. No. Mm-hmm. When you start off by getting poor details, but I get why they made it 400 pages, it's to show that we don't have touch with reality. Ah. And it's more like, we're unfortunately all too in touch with reality, that's what pisses us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me just say that it's, it's role choices like that that explain why Dakota is not the more successful fan. Just gonna say it. Mm. She's talented. She's not picking the same roles as Elle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, admittedly, I don't get the impression they're actually in much competition. Uh, all indications are they actually go on pretty damn well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, her script would have been rejected anyways mm-hmm. because she didn't bind it properly. Is it, is it, like, how does she bind it? She you doesn't. Couldn't, she you couldn't does it? find it's all a script loose? like that. It's all loose. Hell, one oh. of the plot points is that some of the papers scattered to the wind in the oh. parking lot. And You're like, not Wonder Boys. You don't get to pull that shit. And like, this would not have happened if you did the right thing and found your screenplay. But the problem is you can't bind a 400-page screenplay with the correct format. With not without yeah, being yeah, multiple binders. No, this um, was 400 pages in one manila envelope. Oh. 400 pages wouldn't fit in one manila envelope. I can point oh. that out. But they did. Mm. Somehow. Oh, God. I'm so going to be missing this movie. Thank you. Hey, Lola. Hi, Lola. Hi, Lola. The Reliant, which is something that I watched this morning. It was yeah. billed and sold to us as Kevin Sorbo fights anti-fascists. Mm-hmm. Which, however... That's a weird paradoxical statement. But okay. However, anti-fascism is never brought up in the film. The people that are having issues are doing it because their company is doing unfair practices, so they're all on strike. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's actually a super liberal premise. 
Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, what the hell? Uh, and, then, and then Sorbo dies 15 minutes into the film. Oh my god, that's pathetic. Once yes. it was him and dying in politically charged movies. I'm just, <laughs> probably because he realized it was the wrong political message. Because again, mm. a message like that, that's striking, unfair practices, hello, that's, that's, that's leftist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then the film is a bunch of nobodies trying to survive in this hell-ridden wilderness, but not really. Also, mm-hmm. also, guns kill people and gun rights, and Atheist tries to kill God by shooting a gun in the air. <laughs> okay, this was a parody that someone took seriously. Cool. <laughs> cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up? Because that's a, that's a festival of bad films there. Um, I I sat through something called the Suffering Bible. The Suffering Bible sounds fun. Uh, this was on Tubi as well, uh-huh. and it was initially pitched. As, like, Begotten 2.0. Have either of you heard of Begotten? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Eli's marrying show. It's insane. Yeah. I've even made um, a joke referencing it. This is not Begotten 2.0. There is nothing that ties to the Bible in the Suffering Bible. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just six unrelated stories of people just dying with no budget. That sounds horrible. It is horrible. It was intolerable at 62 minutes. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, again, I'm holding the thought about length. This is one of the movies I'm going to discuss. It's very short. Mm -hmm. Um... I've, uh, oh yes, let's not forget the true story of Puss in Boots with William Shatner. Okay. You know, the worst part is the solo Puss in Boots movie is pretty damn good, actually. Yeah, this is not that. Yeah, this is not that. No, uh, yeah, the solo Puss in Boots movie is actually pretty damn funny. So does this have anything to do with uh, the Shrek Puss in Boots? No. No, uh, but the, but it's the a cover art wants you to think uh, it is. It's one of those. Yes. Mm, I see. Yes, this was a uh, one of those uh, European films that got a whole bunch of people and studios in on it, mm-hmm. and somehow they got Shatner. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, Shatner is clearly at his worst in providing the voice of the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody is remotely likable. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Oh, God, what was... Oh, yeah. I, um, just from your description, I get a definite uh, food fight vibe. It's not food fight levels of bad. It's just oh. 
they throw elements into the story that mm-hmm. have no place in being in the story of Puss in Boots. Oh. And it it's it's just a thing that happens. <laughs> it, it, the, st- the real story of Puss in Boots. It's a thing that happens. Yes. Zephyr. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also went through the entire VHS uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I mean, there's some good in there. There's at least more. There's some good there, yeah. But Yeah, there is. Yeah, the yeah. best ones come from the second one, only because, yeah. well, one of the shorts now, was done by the people behind Blair Witch Project. Now, yeah. So is that an anthology yeah. Uh, yeah. series? Oh, okay, I wondered. I did. Yeah. I've seen posters of it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's another horror anthology. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. better than ABCs of Death, but there's still misses, and when they mm. miss, they definitely miss. Mm. Um, I do want to go back and uh, say that I. Uh, revisited a uh, standing ovation with a friend. <laughs> and That's right. What do you even say? Dove <laughs> approved. It was a movie. That was that was how we labeled it, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we yeah the episode's called Dove Approved. Yeah, it's standing ovation is it's 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 one that I'm waiting for the internet to find. Because mm-hmm. I, I I truly think it's it is up there with the talking cat in terms of sheer every minute of this is bizarre and baffling mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. Except it is I think the reason it failed to achieve meme status is it is crushingly long. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like two and a half hours, isn't it? It's uh it's a hundred min I think it's at least hundred and ten minutes and under ten minutes. Okay, so it's a little under two hours, which is too long for it. Too long. Mm-hmm. But it has enough plot for it. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It has enough plot for three movies, but including the uh, uh, a child uh, chewing out an adult because of the virtues of gambling, and then turning right the fuck around and gambling. So, yeah, I. <laughs> We're, we're going to continue to recommend standing ovation. Yes. Quote unquote recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Zephyr, if you don't have anything else, I got a few films I want to cover. Uh, I did. Save cats because we're going to probably do a full cast on cats. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, cats. It's what you expect. I mean. Last it, preview, I quite liked it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. That's why mm-hmm. I kind of want to cover it. Because it would be kind of fun to cover it with someone who liked it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, uh... It's cats. It's yeah. cats. That's pretty mm-hmm. much... Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that's all the good and bad. Well, I'm going to go kind of in ascending order. Uh, for me. So we're going to start at the bottom. Um, 
I watched the legendary The Last Shark slash Great White, which is infamous, for those that don't know, as the movie that got Universal sued to keep this movie out of circulation. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because okay. it is a because it is a remake of Jaws, for lack of a better word. It is a it is just a flat out remake of Jaws. A few minor details have been tweaked here and there, but mm-hmm. it's it's Jaws. It's Jaws and we've covered Jaws. Jaws is a classic. Jaws will yes. always be a classic. Jaws is a perfect horror movie. Yes. This I... is I want to I want to insert a quick footnote, uh uh, one other piece of uh, quarantine watching that uh, Tab and I did was we went all the way through Venture Brothers. Yeah. Uh, we completely, yeah. and I hadn't seen season six or seven yet, and I was so delighted to see that cool. they did, yeah, they did an episode that heavily references Jaws, and they uh, they copied my favorite moment from that film, the tiger shark, like the guy... That says it's a what? Mm. They um, and they reference that moment. And I'm like, I thought I was the only one who appreciated it. Right. <laughs> but yes, continue. So, even watching this rift, it was unbearable. It was agonizing. It was mm. atrocious. I, I had no fun watching it. Um, mm-hmm. Even the jokes, because I mean, how many times can you say, "Hey, this is just like Jaws." And it's a boring movie. It's a dull movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched um, Shockma, which was the so mediocre movie. And the reason I'm calling it mediocre is because it starts really good. It's got a really good premise. It's a live-action role-playing story mm-hmm. that goes horribly awry. And, again, we talk about length. This movie goes on for about 105 minutes. That is a punishing length. Mm. You need to be quick and snappy. The last movie I'm going to cover is about that long, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie moves at a clip. Um, this, though, this is too long. It's it's agonizing. Um, mm. I watched The Bermuda Triangle, which is two hours long. Mm. Um, and that was also Rift. Um, that's actually... Uh, that's a great Rift. That is, that is them really on high tier. The only reason I'm putting it lower is because it's just it's a bad movie. But they make a lot of jokes in it. Um, John Huston was in this. And it is amazing watching the director of The Maltese Falcon and The African Queen in this. Um, And he's in it a lot. uh, Huston was one of those actors who would take on any paycheck. Uh, John Cassavetes did the same thing. He'd take on any paycheck to fund his movies. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty pathetic. Um, I'm glad that Houston, at the end of his career, got Chris, Chrissy's Honor, which is a just... That was his next-to-last film, and I, I'm so glad that at the end of his career, he got to erase the memories of all the B-movies he did by making that <laughs> unbelievably killer film. If you haven't seen it, that movie is an absolute rollicking blast. Highly recommend that yeah. great film. Bermuda Triangle is fun as a riff. Um, I watched um, Santa's Summer House, the Rift Tracks edition. Yes. I'm going to say that one because we're all we're going to come back to this one, and soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, this is by the same team that did a Talking Hat. Oh. No. Sad. It is a... What's it, what's it called again? 
Santa's Summer House. Oh yeah, I've seen a trailer for that, and it's it's the house, isn't it? It's the house. It's, it's the, the house. house. Awesome. Lightning struck oh, yes. twice is what I'm gonna say. Lightning <laughs> absolutely struck twice. Mm-hmm. By God, did lightning strike twice for these guys? Um, mm. uh, I, you know, uh, let's see. Because I've watched a lot of weird stuff. I've kind of watched just kind of whatever I could throw on. Um, I watched mm-hmm. Paddington too again. You know, Absolutely, we all know that's great. Perfect um, movie. I mentioned, yeah, Paddington two was amazing. Uh, oh, I watched oh. Beavis and Butthead. I got the complete collection DVD set. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Um, you know, you talk about length. The average length of one of those shorts is five minutes. They get in, they tell the joke, they get out. It's 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 rapid fire humor. <laughs> the, the, the quality of just the quality control is insane on that show. Yeah. So yeah, Beavis and Butthead holds up beautifully. Um, but in the B movies, there are a couple that I really want to talk about. Um. Uh, and one of them is, I want to talk about Chopping Mall, since Zephyr, you mentioned that one earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's come back around to it. Um, Chopping Mall is 75 minutes. Ooh. Bless it for that. And you talk about, about advertising that lies to you. Hmm. Um, go look at the poster for this movie, and you'll think it's a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A slasher movie in the 1980s, set in the mall, sounds fun. That is not what this movie is about. Albert, do you know what Chopping Mall is about? I have no idea. I, Based on that title, I want you to tell me what you think the killer is. Well, I, I'm i looking up the poster right now. Uh-huh. And uh, it's coming up. Okay, yeah, it looks like a slasher movie. Like, there is a, there is a hand... That might be like a zombie hand holding a bag, and in the bag is body parts. What do you think the movie is about based on that poster? I think it is about... Uh, Even knowing the, that you know that what you're saying is going to be wrong. The the hand, I couldn't figure out, but it looks like a robot hand. It is robots. But okay. are you, it, it is robots. But killer it, robots? It is about killer robots. Okay. Chopping Mall, the movie set in a, in a, in an actual uh-huh. mall. They shot it in a real mall. Uh huh. Is about killer security robots that look like Alpha Five from, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I see, I see another, uh, probably more accurate poster now. Oh my god. <laughs> mm hmm. Wow. I am not lying when I say this is one of the most batshit insane 75 minutes mm-hmm. you will ever watch. It is one of the most, what the hell are you thinking? And can I think like that too movies you'll ever watch? <laughs> um, the movie opens with a can- with a very long cameo by the Blands from Eating Raul. <laughs> Paul Bartell and Mary Warrenoff return in their parts. They are credited in their parts. <laughs> uh, Dick Miller shows up in, in a cameo in uh, his part from uh, awesome. one of the movies that he did, mm-hmm. uh, albeit it's it's a it's a different version because that character uh, died in that film. Um, 
it is a it is one of it is a movie that at no point are you ever going well this is boring because you don't have a chance it's 75 mm-hmm. minutes it gets in it gets out kills are insanely weird whoa uh this is, this is a b classic for a reason uh zephyr okay. i know you watched it too is anything where, i'm saying incorrect where is this available first of all Tubi. Awesome. It's available on Tubi. It's an easy watch. Albert, I think you'd have an absolute freaking blast with it. I think both Tab and I would. <laughs> and it's and it's funny. It's it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed oh, to good. be it is, you, it is it You mentioned Dick Miller. Any mm-hmm. any movie that Dick Miller shows up in a bit part. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's great to see him in it. You Yes. I don't know how you can love Joe Dante's films and not just grin from ear to ear when he shows up. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, my God, this movie is weird. I'm telling you, Boy. this is a movie where at every single moment they choose the more interesting decision. <laughs> Whatever cool. would be the boring decision, they take the more interesting one. And the kills are, as I said, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are fantastic. Um, there's a lot of B movie legends in it. Of course. Uh, Garrett Graham, Barbara Crampton, a um, few others. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, Zephyr, what do you think of it? It's nice, it's short, it, it gets to the point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a chopping mall. There, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's, exactly. there's really not much more to say about chopping mall other than it it's chopping yeah. off. Yeah, it delivers. <laughs> it's nice. It delivers. Now, that's one that a lot cool. of people are familiar with. But I'm going to talk about one that people aren't familiar with, and I'm going to kind of go into why this one has fascinated me for so long. Um, and I, I've done a blog entry on this at some point. For, you know, when I did my B-movie column, uh, my B-movie ads column, one of the first ones that I really wanted to find was Night of the Demons 2. Because I was fascinated by that ad. Because I remember seeing it as a kid and going, what the hell is this? Um, and I had this theory in my head of where I thought the movie had played. And I wanted to see how close I was to correct. And it turns out I was exactly dead on. It has just been a film that I've been interested in. So I finally sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm going to say right now, this is one that does not give much love. The, the original does. And the original is really good. This one does not get much love. It is it is kind of forgotten because it came out in 1994 when horror was dead. Okay. I mean, really, there's just one good... There, it, there is one good classic-style horror movie in 1994. Uh, ah, yes. 1995. Depends on if you count seven as a horror movie. I think that you could and you'd go to two. But that's it. 94-95 um, is a dead zone for horror. But you uh, have this was- one. I was going to say, when did uh, New Nightmare come out? New Nightmare is the great horror movie from 1994. I thought so. New yeah. Nightmare is. And New Nightmare is just... Oh, man. Because really, horror... I cannot stress this enough. Horror was dead until Scream. Mm-hmm. And I think Scream still holds up as a fantastic film, too. Oh, Scream mm. is amazing. Scream... And you talk about movies whose politics have not dated at all. Mm-hmm. Screen feels like if you update the references, it's made today. Hmm. With right. the same ideas, the same treatment of the killers, the same commentary on violence in the media 
Because I saw someone online say that maybe that film would be viewed as problematic right now. No, I think it would be viewed as the most necessary film we could have. Hmm. Um, and I, uh, I, you know, I actually got to see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in the theaters uh, Come on, this nice. year. And talk about a movie that looks unbelievably good. But uh, getting back mm-hmm. to Night of the Demons 2, as I said, this, got a, this barely got a release. Didn't really get much treatment on video. Um, and I want to I wanna kind of recommend this one as a lost gem uh, because it came from the great Brian Trenchard Smith, who, if y'all aren't mm-hmm. familiar with him, Australian exploitation filmmaker. Uh, credits include movies like BMX Bandits, which is most notable for being an early Nicole Kidman movie, like her first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was like 18 when it was shot. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see, you've got that. Uh, he did Dead End Drive-In, which is really great and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, you know, uh, he did Megiddo, the Omega Code sequel, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did this one, and the premise of this movie could not be simpler. Some people go to a house that's haunted by demons. The demons possess them. All hell breaks loose. Mm. But it is a movie that, at every single moment, just delivers what you want out of an exploitation film. It's trashy. It's lurid. It's funny. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's silly. It's It feels like it probably sat on the shelf for a year or two. It doesn't really feel 1994. Um, it feels like a remnant of the last slasher age. It's, but it's a lot of fun. The special effects are actually really good. Like, that's something you don't often get to say about a B movie, but the special effects are great. Uh, there's, there's a legitimately impressive, uh, stop motion sequence at the end of the movie that is worth watching for that alone. Um, as I said, it's a fun, trashy little movie. Uh, yeah, you probably need to see the first one first, which you should anyway, because it's good. Um, but this is one I really enjoyed. This is one I really enjoyed. As I said, I wanted to close this one. There was a very specific movie I wanted to close this cast out on. Yeah. A very specific film, because everything is dead and dormant right now, but things will come back. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to the same kinds of films we had before. So let's talk about Birds of Prey. Yes. I'm not saying the whole damn title. Yeah. Birds of, I'll say it. Uh, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. What a kick-ass movie <laughs> this was. It was great. It was a worthy, it was a worthy, like I know, um, Suicide Squad got a mixed reception. Uh, uh, it pleasantly surprised me. It did a lot more character work than I thought yeah. it would, which is good. And I thought that Margot Roby uh, like, you know, I could see it. Like, I could see, like, I just thought that they made some weird choices with yeah. her. Like, but I, but yeah, I thought, you know, with the right script, she would make, you know, she'd make a great Harley Quinn. And here we are. Here we are. Now, let's be clear. Yeah. She ran the show on this movie. She was the yes. producer. She, this was her baby. She yes. had full say over everything. Yes. And, the first thing that is obvious is, number one, she got the voice frighteningly down. Yes. Oh, God, My yes. Without God. without doing a caricature like it. No. 
Yeah, or without without doing, I should say, a um, impression of like any other versions no. come before. But you, if you close your eyes, you don't know the difference between her version or Arlene Sorkin or Tara Strong. Oh, she yeah. sounds like Harley Quinn. You you completely believe this is the character. Straight like straight after uh, I watched this movie, I came across a Tumblr post that slowed down. Um, the grievances like that fly by, which with, are hysterical. Uh, yes, they are. The, My the God grievances against uh, uh, her from the 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 main villain. Yeah, uh, Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor, who yes. is just cranked up to a thousand. Oh, this he's great. Hysterical. He's he's having fun. He is, and and that's the thing. Everybody in the movie seems like they're having the absolute time of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a bad performance in the film, but there's a hell of a lot of great ones. Um, yes. It's it's now this movie's about as this movie is about as long as Shotgun, and yet mm-hmm. it's funny how much faster it feels because there is it's hyperactive. There is something mm-hmm. happening at every second of this movie. Oh, the yes. action is amazing. Uh, the action comes from Chad Stahelski. Uh, who came in to do second unit uh, action choreography on this. Whoa. Uh-huh. He is, if the name sounds familiar, John Wick. Yes. The guy behind yes. John Wick. So this movie has John Wick-style action. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has... just It's incredibly well shot. It has uh, Matthew Libatique, uh Darren mm-hmm. Aronofsky's cinematographer, shot it. Mm-hmm. So it's a great-looking movie. Um, it is. Said, all the action... I just, I'm going to say this right now. Warner Brothers shot this movie in the foot with their marketing. They blew mm-hmm. the marketing on this movie so badly. Mm-hmm. Because they sold it like Jonah Hex. They sold it like they were ashamed and scared of it. Right. And like, I didn't worry about I seem to remember a thing to, uh, like, it wasn't performing as well as they would have hoped. Uh, and I guess, like, after a point, uh, like, well, well, the headline was very misleading, which was that they retitled it. It's like, no, they didn't. No, they... Uh, they, they've retitled it on the, uh, Marquise. Yeah, on the Marquise. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah. to read Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. It is not, that is not the title that is on the finished film. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear about that. Um, yes. It is, as I said, this movie is just, this movie did really well when it went straight when it went to on demand. By the way, I want to point that out. Yeah, it's done mm-hmm. very very well for Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of movie though that you're just you're not bored for even a second. Of, I also love that it has something that we don't often get, which is older gay representation. That was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Older lesbian representation with uh, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. Oh yeah, she, I haven't seen her in a while. And it's a shame because she's great. Oh, that she doesn't play a sexual, uh, overly sexualized character. She mm-hmm. plays someone who looks like a frickin' cop. Well, here's the other thing: is uh, there's there's a Tumblr post that says uh, like I don't. It's like I don't know what makes up the female gaze versus the male gaze, but I know it when I see it. And they mm-hmm. put side by side uh, how Harley is dressed and mm-hmm. is dressed and shot. And Suicide Squad versus how she's dressed and shot in here. 
it's like, yeah, the in Suicide Squad, she is uh, kind of dressed up as a guy would dress her, and like focuses mm-hmm. on her boobs. And here, it's like, yeah, she just she just had a uh, like a closet full of stuff, and you know, had fun. And it's more of her. The thing is, I, I love her mm-hmm. wardrobe in this movie because it's more of her character. Yeah, it's it is. Fun. It's goofy. Very much it's so. Silly. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is just so much fun. This movie mm-hmm. is. It and seriously, it is. It is one of those movies. It grabs you with the amazing opening, mm-hmm. it, and then it just you're held to the very end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love. And you're right. This is a movie that is female gaze through and through. Kathy Yan, who directed this. Yes. Anybody else after this movie would have trouble fighting off all the offers they'd be getting because mm-hmm. this is this is this is a career film. This is a she should have had meeting after meeting after meeting after mm-hmm. this film, and I hope she does. I hope she does because yes. she knows what she's doing. She, in, it's so well shot. It's so mm-hmm. well directed. Movies like this give me hope because they're out there. They're going to be found. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that when things get back to normal, I want to see more stuff like this. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of the note that I want to go with right now is yeah. I've got to believe things will get better. I've got to believe things will get better. Yes, and they will. That is, that is a very good that's a very good message to end on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got to believe things are, will get better. They get better mm-hmm. all the time, as they said. Oh, so, yes. yep. There you go, Lola. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. We've gone from her babbling to clearly talking. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's been a while since we've casted, so even between then and now. Oh, yeah, she's very clear. <laughs> pretty amazing. Oh, yes. But... Absolutely. And we can only look forward to the future. We will, we will undoubtedly do another edition of what the hell have we been watching, and I yes. look forward to it. So, until next time. Next time. See y'all. Yep. Later. <laughs>